Welcome to the PlayCube Gamecast. I'm your host, Chase. And I'm Mushy. And today we are bringing back the eShop Bash number three. Dun dun dun. A series we like so much we keep doing it. <laughs> it's definitely a fun one. Today we found 11 interesting games on the eShop. Well, they're kind of interesting. They're just there. <laughs> That's one way to put it. They charge money for these games. That is the most important part about some of these games, is that they have the audacity to charge real money. Some of them might be worth it, others not so much. <laughs> That's an understatement for some of these. But let's uh, go in no particular order. We're going to start off with number one, A Musical Story. All right, so A Musical Story is set in the 70s, and the most interesting thing to me about this game is that it is visually and musically telling you a story without the use of words. Yeah, that's a completely unique rhythm game with a crazy art style that looks really good. And so I mentioned it has music, um, and Chase mentioned the rhythm. It actually has 26 unique songs that were created for this. Um, and it has a bonus chapter to the story as well. So right off the bat, this does look like a very interesting game. It is $15 on the Nintendo Switch, and it's also on sale. So I'm going to put Only this on my list. Only a 10% sale, though. $13.49 plus tax if you're interested. Eh, it's still something. That's true, because some of these games had the audacity to charge, like, mainstream label prices, and I don't agree with that, but we'll get to that. But uh, so far, musical story, definitely going on the wish list. Uh, not for me. I wasn't too impressed by it. So this game is rated M, just because of the story that it is telling you. Um, I just wasn't really drawn to it but you're telling me that a musical story a 70s woodstock era a crazed <laughs> drug-fueled video game isn't gonna have a rated m rating <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair i mean this game has everything as blood violence sexual content nudity and drug reference so you're going for that whole 70s vibe there but other than that there's not really much to say about this one not really, um, but if you are into games with interesting graphics or something that's just a little bit different, you might want to check this out. Alright, so let's move on to number two. The Uncertain's Last Quiet Day. Now this one was just all around interesting. So this game is kind of a post-apocalyptic world setting, so it didn't explicitly say that however you play as a robot and there are no humans left on earth in fact it's several years after the last human went extinct you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of an episode of uh love death and robots where you had the three robots roaming around this giant city just looking around at the remains of the last civilization there that sounds really concerning yeah and one of them was like an xbox robot they found a game console. Was like, oh hey, look, it's my great 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 grandfather. Oh, I kind of like that part. Yeah, but this one reminds me of that, except a bit more serious. You know, it definitely did feel serious to me. Um, so this game, for those of you who are already hooked because of post-apocalyptic or robots in general, it is puzzle-based. It's boasting that it has rich lore. Um, and that it has Easter eggs as well. Uh, what if an Easter egg is just like an Ariana Grande poster in the background? I would hope not. I feel like, as a whole, for Easter eggs, we have progressed as a society. I don't know. We made a lot of movies that were uh, spoof films, like Disaster Movie, Not Another Superhero Movie, or... The 2010s were a dark time. Those are all pop culture reference-based. <laughs> I don't know. I still enjoy a good spoof film every once in a while. But it, it did seem like in the 2010s that we got a huge slew of them. Yeah, like Meet the Spartans. I did not see that one. Uh, you looked out. <laughs> oh gosh, that bad, huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. 
But other than that, I don't know about this one. It is $15. So it's not that bad. So this one was one that I was actually kind of interested in. Um, I didn't rank it as a high priority or low priority or anything like that. Um, but it's pretty interesting. I looked at a few of the pictures and I liked the puzzle mechanics that I saw. Um, I, in general, am not a fan of either post-apocalyptics or robots. Like, usually if I'm sitting down to watch a movie, those are two settings that I completely avoid. But this one, I don't know, there was just something about it that was pretty interesting. Um, and the fact that it was an E10 rating, so, like, obviously ratings don't mean too much to me at this point, um, but... The fact that it wasn't just an E for everyone or a T for teen, it was an E10. There's something about that rating that's just, I don't know, it just kind of caught my attention and is kind of drawing me in, wanting to know more about it. Uh, but this, like like you said, it's $15, and I don't know if I'd be willing to spend that kind of money, which I know it's not a ton, but I don't know if I'd be willing to spend that on a game that, I probably wouldn't even watch if it was a movie. Uh, you're uncertain about this game? Yeah, it's kind of like a cons like I would consider like if they had a drastic price drop, I'd probably consider giving it a try, but as of right now, I'm interested, but I'm not going to buy it. I mean, that's what happens when you put it on the wish list. You put it on there and wait a few months and see if it goes down. I guess that's fair. All right, so you're going to put this on your wish list? Yes. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the next one. <laughs> the most ridiculous one. We have Words with Freds. Yes, you heard that right. Words with Freds. Strangely similar to Words with Friends. However, unlike the name suggests, this word game is actually based on Wordle. You played Wordle a lot, right? Eh, I try to. Sometimes I forget. But I generally will play it maybe five times out of the week. Okay. So that's more than I've ever played Wordle because I've never even heard. I've seen the green and yellow squares, but never really thought of it. Okay, yeah. So for those of you who might be in the same boat as Chase, never played it, kind of familiar with it. Essentially, there is a five-letter word. And you have six attempts to try to guess this word. Now, I actually play Wordle on hard mode, so it's a little bit different. Like, it's not drastically different, um, but it is a tiny bit different. Um, when you play regularly, you can pick any letter. Um, so if you um, pick a letter that's already been blacked out on your keyboard, because the game does keep track. That's where the green and yellow come from. Um, green means... Yes, it's in the word. Yellow means yes, but it's in the wrong spot. Black means not in this game at all. Um, so you can pick those letters as many times as you want. So if you can only think of words that start with S, but you've already been told by the game that there is no S in the word, you can still continue to do that. Um, you can still continue to pick it, rather. Now, when you play Wordle on hard mode, you actually have to use the letters that you were given previously. So by that, I mean if you use a word and it gives you two of those letters saying both of these letters are in the, the word, but maybe they're in the wrong spot, maybe they're in the right spot, you actually have to use those in your next guess, or it will not accept the word. Um, which I know it kind of sounds like common sense, like why wouldn't you use the words that have, or the letters that have just been confirmed to be in the word? However, it goes against some people's strategies. Some people will strategize and not use those guaranteed letters um, until like maybe a guess or two after that they've been confirmed. I do not do that. Um, obviously, I said I played on hard mode, so I didn't do it to begin with, so playing it on hard mode is no different to me. But this game, of course, very similar. However, it is on the Nintendo Switch rather than your phone. And Chase, how much does this game cost? You know what? It costs $1. $1 for something that's free on your phone. 
You know what? I fuck it. I'll go. I'll toss this. I'll toss my dollar to this game. <laughs> I mean, it is really interesting. Um, so before we hopped on, I did do a quick app store search on my iPhone to see. There are actually a ton of Wordle similar or knockoff, whatever you want to call them, games in the app store. Chase, I don't know if you had a chance to check Google Play, but I'm sure that there is a whole lot in that one as well. Uh, There was. Okay, so perfect. Uh, So really, it's just like, this is the only one that I've seen that's paid. You know, I bet it's because it's on the Nintendo Switch. More than likely. I mean, if you spend all that time developing a software and you're not running ads on it like you would on a mobile device, it kind of makes sense to charge something, even if it's just $1. Yeah. Other than that, fuck it. I'll go for words, I friend. So for mine, I would play it if it was free, um, just because I have my phone with me more often than I have my Switch. Um, Chase, I know you take your Switch um, with you quite a bit. So for you, maybe a dollar well spent. For me, I'm going to save my dollar. If y'all were wondering, this game is rated E for everyone. <laughs> oh, man, imagine if like a rated M would just like mostly curse words. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody should get on that. Um, pick inappropriate Wordle words. <laughs> and that's all you ever get. Instead of Wordle, it'll be like Wordex. That would be pretty interesting. I mean, Wordle is very popular, or even just the style of the game. So they they started doing it in other languages. I have a friend who does it in Spanish. Um, they have they do have themed ones. I know of on- only one for sure, but it's Taylor Swift. Um, so it's like it. I don't know if it's, yeah, I I have no idea. I am not a Taylor Swift fan or Swifty, whatever they call themselves. Uh... But it was just pretty interesting. So if you like music, you might want to check out the music version of Wordle. You'll have to look it up because I don't know the name. We'll put that in the show notes. (laughs) Once we find it. All right, let's move on from Words with Freds. Up next, we have FPV Simulator. FPV Simulator, a.k.a. First Person View, is a drone flying racing simulator game. Yes, you heard that right. Drone. As in the drone that you might own. If you have one of those little flying drones, you might like this game. If you don't have one, but you've always wondered, what would it be like to fly a drone and look at the camera on it? Check this game out. This is only here because we have a contractual obligation to put a simulator game in every one of these. Eh, maybe. Maybe not. But y'all can't prove it one way or the other. Other than that, I don't know how I feel about this game. Like, is it easier to fly this drone compared to a real drone? Because I know flying a real drone sucks. I have never flown a real drone, Um, so this game was pretty intriguing to me just because I was just like, oh, I've never flown a real drone. I don't know anything about drones, Um, but there are different modes of play in this game, so I believe there's actually like racetracks you can do, or they're similar to racetracks, obviously, you're not driving a car, Um, and then there's like an open world play uh, where you can just fly around and do stuff, and then there's like a training academy to where you can like learn how to do the controls and all of that. But yeah, the biggest draw for this is that it's drone racing. And sure, the environment doesn't look exactly the best. They look like something you could see fine on a PC from 2003, but (laughs) you do have the joy of being in a first-person view of a drone flying around, zipping across the forest and stadiums. So if you are interested, it is seven ninety nine and rated E. But like most of the simulator games, I'm going to pass on this one. I am also going to pass. The last simulator game I actually picked up for the Switch was a cooking simulator when it was on sale. I do like cooking simulator games. But this one was way too real for me. <laughs> no, I do not want to spend my time, my limited amount of time, to run to the corner to the pantry, pick up one onion at a time, take it back to my table, 
then find my knife and just make an individual chop. That, yeah, that's way too real. It's like, I don't even want to cook in real life. I only like cooking sims that are like cooking mama. It's like stuff that I would absolutely never make um, and just like have fun with. Yeah, at least cooking mama's fun compared to the cooking simulator. Oh gosh, so it's a stressful simulator. I mean, how else can you deal with working in a restaurant as the only person there? Ugh, that sounds awful. You know what doesn't sound awful? Our next game, From Earth to Heaven. Dun dun dun. So, I want to reiterate, that name is From Earth, or wait, which one did you say? From Earth to Heaven. Ah. Uh, I messed up. I looked up from heaven to earth. However, now would be the perfect time to tell you these games are part one and part two of the same story. Wait, there's a sequel to this game? Yeah, so from heaven to earth is the first one. So it starts off with this celestial being. I don't want to say God because I didn't look that far into it, but it's some kind of celestial being, angel, God, whatever. Um who is bored up in heaven and decides to go down to earth. You play the game, you do all the stuff. Then there's a part two called from earth to heaven. And this being is trying to get from earth back up to heaven. You know what? All I saw was from earth to heaven first. Cause I was like, Oh, you followed a protagonist who fell from heaven. Like a Lucifer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so the way, like, when I looked him up, I looked up Heaven to Earth first, um, and then the other one. And so it sounded like you start in Heaven, make it to Earth, and then when you're done on Earth, you're trying to make it up to Heaven, um, part one and part two. But it could be the other way. I could have looked at it wrong, and it could be starting from Earth, going to Heaven, and then part two is actually going from Heaven back to Earth. But either way... From Heaven to Earth is $9.99, and From Earth to Heaven is actually 50% off. It's normally $6.99, but is on sale for $3.49 as of right now. Does that make you think that the second one, From Earth to Heaven, is going to be a bit shorter? A little bit. You never know. It could be... But I think it would be a lot more harder trying to get From Earth to Heaven, you know? You just die. Not in this game. You have to <laughs> Yes, that is true. Um, but both of these games, whichever you pick up, if you do both, whichever one you end up playing first, they are both first-person platformer style. Um, they are exploration and puzzle-based. And Imagine they're both... Mirror's Edge, really. Oh, okay. And then they are also rated E. I have to put these on my wish list, because I didn't even see the From Heaven to Earth part. Yeah, so when you send me the list, I probably read it wrong um, backwards. I usually flip words. But when I was typing it in into the Switch eShop, so I was doing it from my tablet and not the actual Switch, I typed from heaven to earth, and it pulled up two games. And I was like, hold on, wait a second, something's not right. Um, because most of these games, when you type them in, they come up with one option. And so this one came up with two. and that's how I found it. <laughs> I was I was confused because something wasn't right. You know what? I think that's on me because I also written down in my notes from heaven to earth. Uh, I don't know why I pulled up from earth to heaven then. Probably because you typed it in and clicked the wrong one by accident because the graphics, like the little title card on there, look yeah. similar. Your brain reads it as the same thing, so... So you're adding that to the wish list, and it's one that I would consider. Like, it looked pretty interesting. I do want to point out that there was once a game on this list called Cookie Bakery that looked like a complete cookie clicker knockoff, okay? Now, Cookie Clicker is a PC game where you literally click on a cookie and it just makes more cookies. And it's That's free. It? That's it? You just you just click it and it just makes cookies? Yeah. Click more cookies, you get more cookies. It's like a little idle factory where you can just add on add-ons to make more cookies. So you don't actually like have to make any... So I'm just trying to understand it. So um, like Chase mentioned, this game was on the list. However, by time I finally looked up the games, it was removed from the eShop. Yeah, I got delisted sometime the last week or so. Probably because... Uh 
It was a cookie clicker knockoff in the 900th degree. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't actually get to look at it. Um, so I'm just trying to understand, is it like those, I don't even know a name of one, but you know how there's those dining like they're usually food based and so you have people who come up to your counter and they say i want a burger so you have oh, to no, actually nothing like that no okay okay that's that's all i'm trying to understand if it was like that or if it's literally here's a cookie click it and it multiplies into another one it is exactly like that okay i just wanted to make sure for my own understanding is that that's what it was this one was on the nintendo switch and it had the pure audacity to charge 20 dollars for it Oh my god! $20 and it's a knockoff of something that was free? Yes. Ugh. That's why it was on here, so we could just tear into it. But by the time we got to it, it was delisted. How dare they? How dare you take such an easy target off the table? I know! Oh my gosh! Well, unfortunately we can't talk about Cookie Bakery in a huge extent so i guess we'll just have to move on to our next one which is retro bowl oh yeah the the one of a few games one of two games i actually bought already Ooh. okay so retro bowl rated e coming in at 4.99 is an 8-bit style football game and chase since you've bought this tell us a little bit more about it it tells me how much i don't know about football <laughs> That's fair. I'm like, all right. I've made a very big mistake my first couple of hours playing this game. Normally, when I see a roster of teams, I'm thinking, okay, this is just it. This is only 16 different teams. I took a screenshot and I posted it on Twitter. And then I got reamed a couple of hours later. First, the developer replied, hey, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Press this button on the screen. And everyone else followed into me, like, yep. Oh my gosh. I didn't know the developer actually responded. That's that's nice that they were helpful. Um, the other Twitter users, not so helpful. So for those of you who are wondering, if you're not a football fan, you don't really know, it's split into two conferences. I believe it's the NFC and the AFC. And Chase was on one screen. Um, I don't remember which, but he was on one screen looking at the teams that made up one conference. And so he didn't know that there were other teams in another conference. He just assumed that these are the teams that are in the game. The other ones are not included. <laughs> and football fans on Twitter did not like that at all. It also told me just how big an audience for a Retro Bowl there was, because this was originally a mobile game. Oh, that's interesting. I like when uh, there's multiple formats for games. So, like, for example, Stardew, it's on the Switch, it's on mobile, it's on the computer. I like finding that out. Yeah. So, Retro started mobile and made it to the Switch. Pretty interesting. It's nice because it also came out around the time of the Super Bowl. Ah, of course. Capitalize on that. And hey, it works. It made me buy this game. Have you and actually it's a enjoyed game. it? It's like a okay. super tech mobile, really. Okay, okay. You go in, pick your team. You could change your outfits to whatever color combination for away, home, or alternative. That's fun. Because I know and some of the teams have weird jerseys and like really nice, depending if it's home or away. And it's all offense. Like You don't even see the defense. The defense is just words on the screen. So you're always in the mode to play this game offensively. Okay, okay. However, you can change the difficulty to whatever you feel like it, and if the other team gets the ball, it's almost guaranteed they will get a touchdown. <laughs> oh my goodness. But other than that, I actually enjoyed this game. Well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, because you spent $5 on it. I actually got this on sale for like 10% off. Even better. I would not play this game. Um, I own a few copies of Madden, or rather I should say I inherited a few copies of Madden. I think my oldest one of it is 2000 or 2001 for the Nintendo Switch, or excuse me, Nintendo, Nintendo 64. Um, and then I have like a collector's edition of 
2017 or something. I don't know. Um, but not my kind of game. And just no interest in this one for me. If you do like football, you should definitely check this game out. Especially if you have a Switch because there is no Madden presence on the Switch whatsoever. Interesting. I did not know that. But let's be real. Would you really trust a Madden game on the Switch? No. That's what I have an Xbox for. <laughs> I mean, if I would even play that, I don't. But that's what I have an Xbox for. That's fair. And you know what? I, I say that, but I'm pretty sure I also have some copies for the PlayStation as well. So um, no, pref- no preferences. We do both consoles. I think the best I have is a NFL 01 on the Dreamcast. Oh, wow. So if Retro Bowl was actually retro and not a current, like a, a throwback made game, what would you say, like if you, if you were somebody just showed you this game and all the controls, what year would you place it in? I would play it for like 92, 91. Okay. Okay. It so like if a, it looks like a Super Nintendo Genesis era. So if it was a true retro game made all that time ago, it would be older than the oldest football game you currently own on console. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. So again, if you're a football fan, if you're a retro 8-bit style game fan, you probably want to check this out. All right, let's move on. Next up, we have Ocean's Heart. This game is $14.99, and it is rated E10+. So Legend of Zelda is a Minish Cap for, like, the GBA? Okay. I have never played the Minish Cap, but literally in my notes, I have, is this dot 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 Legend of Zelda? And the way I wrote that was literally based on that meme of the guy looking at the butterfly saying, is this a bird? (laughs) But really, um, I looked at these games and like you said, Legend of Zelda instantly, it reminded me of... Wind Waker, just because the pictures I was looking at was water, like there was a whole lot of water all around, and the clothes, the clothes look like Link um, when he first starts, like before he finds out he's a descendant of the hero and changes into his green clothes, um, and then also whatever newer game where he's wearing that light blue tunic with the khaki pants. Me, Breath of the Wild. Sure. <laughs> I think I have five hours total logged on Breath of the Wild, so we will go with that. So the story is, you play as a young volunteer Navy woman as she ventures out to hunt down the trail of her father and lost sister. Along the way, she comes across many towns and stabs a lot of monsters. Okay. Interesting. I did pay for this one. I enjoyed this one. I think I 100%ed this one. Oh, that is awesome. It's definitely worth the $15 experience because I spent maybe about... 10, 15 hours playing this game and enjoyed every minute of it. Okay, so if you spent 15 hours, it's like a dollar an hour. That's not bad at all. Plus, it's always fun to go in and improve your bow and sword and be like, all right, I'm overpowered. Slash, slash, slash. (laughs) I do like slashing. But yes, it definitely is heavily inspired. It's, It's coming from an engine that was like an RPG maker just for like the Zelda type games. Mm hmm. So this is just the first one out of possibly many coming out later. So I'm definitely keeping my eye out to see if there's any more like this, because this was definitely fun. It it interested me. So some of the notes I wrote down, side quests. So I love side quests. Um, and then it says pixel art, and I can't remember if I wrote that down because it was supposed to be similar or... Because like looking at it, it didn't really look pixely to me. Um, not how other pixel art games, but anyway, the graphics were interesting. And then the fact that it has a, a million side quests, not really, I'm just estimating side quests. I love side quests. Um, I loved that about it. And then that it looked like Legend of Zelda. Maybe it's a knockoff. Maybe it's just heavily inspired by, I would actually play this. And I actually listed this as mid priority. Okay. So this is definitely one that I would actually buy. At regular price, like I would actually pay $14.99 for this one because I know every single time I'm like, I'd buy it if it was cheaper. This one I'd actually pay $15 for. I paid full price for this one. I do not regret it. That makes me feel better. Now let's move on to our next game. 
<laughs> yes. Our next game is called Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo. We talked about these modern games being like a retro style. This one is really retro. I was really excited to see this game. So at first, when I looked it up, I was just like, what the hell is this, Chase? Like, what are what am I looking at? And then I started like reading about it and looking at some of the gameplay. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. One, the graphics are just super cute. I just love it. Putt-Putt's adorable. He's a car, by the way. Um, I know when I first heard Putt-Putt, I thought of Putt-Putt Golf. And I was like, hmm. How's a golf company? How's a golf company gonna save a zoo? Like they have nothing to do with each other. Um, but Putt Putt is a, <laughs> right. Um, Putt Putt is a car. Again, the graphics are super cute. And so, like Chase said, this is kind of like a retroy throwback style game. So it reminded me of the Clue Finders and Captain Kangaroo computer games. So remember in elementary school when they would send you home with a demo disc to give to your parents for these computer games? And then your parent could order the full version of the game if they liked it. And they were technically learning games. Like you had to solve math problems or do word things and... I don't know if Putt-Putt has that, but those types of games did. So, like, Captain Kangaroo, my brother got one year when he was in, like, kindergarten. And it was, like, match the color with this whatever. Like, it was color, shapes, numbers, like, little kid things. And so the Clue Finders one were based on your grade level. So five, six, seven, whatever was the highest. And I loved those games so much. So Putt-Putt, I was excited to see Putt-Putt. Uh, it's always weird seeing a game like this on the Switch, because you don't really think the controls would work for this, because this is a point-and-click adventure game. Yes. Uh, I am curious to see how that works, but I mean, it's it's just really interesting. So again, I love side quests. We've talked about this. This game has side quests and activities to do. It, I don't know. It captured my attention. That might be more attention to you than me because I have absolutely <laughs> zero interest in playing this game. So my interest does stem more from nostalgia than actual interest. So I probably wouldn't play this now, um, but I definitely would have played this as a kid if it was available. And if I had kids, um, this would probably be something that I would download. As it stands right now, rated E and $15, for myself, I would not pay $15. If I had a kid at like appropriate learning level, I would consider getting this just because... So if you had like a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, you'd probably get this? Yes, like without a doubt, and I'd pay $15 for it. For myself, absolutely not. Um, but it was a nice little nostalgia trip. I do want to point out that in the bonus part of this game, including the modes where you like take break from action to play games, sing songs, and paint putt-putt, there's also, out of time, you could save the game and finish it later. <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure they just copied and pasted this from the original 90s box. Eh, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Hey. So moving on from Putt-Putt, let's go ahead and talk about our next one, Chase. Gav Gav Odyssey. Now, when I saw this one on the list, I was like, what the hell is a Gav Gav? So I heard odyssey and i thought super mario odyssey and by this time i already already looked up a few that were like similarly based so i was like is this a knockoff of super mario odyssey like what's going on <sighs> gav gav is a dog not just any dog a space dog okay i do like space dogs so i'm sure we've mentioned at some point cowboy bebop ein yeah. is a space dog and i love him <laughs> You know what? This kind of dog kind of looks like a corgi. That's what I thought. Um, I was like, oh, are you a corgi or are you a shibi? Um, so like the Shiba Inu, I call them shibis. But I couldn't really tell because on the picture where you first see Gav Gav, it's really just like a headshot of him. You don't see his whole body. So can't look at the tail and can't decide if he's a corgi or not. So this game, graphic wise, we do have that retro style look going for it. It does look like a Super Nintendo Genesis game. It does, and their description of it actually includes the phrase setting so authentic that if you're looking for 80s and 90s nostalgia, 
Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said nostalgia wrong. Anyway, if you're looking for 80s or 90s nostalgia, you probably want to check this game out. Um, like it actually has a phrase similar to that in their description um, because it feels so authentic to that time period and those style games. Um, other key points, it is a platformer with scroll shooting and puzzles. And there's a rich amount of secrets, Easter eggs, and cultural references. If there's not one cultural reference to Dogecoin going to the moon, I'm going to get a refund immediately. I mean, it, it could just be another Ariana Grande poster. Hey, we got to keep it to the <laughs> setting era of the game. So I'm totally thinking like Lilo Stitch then. Probably. Um, but it is rated E and $5. If this was going on sale anymore, I'd probably be interested in it. I have it as marked as would play. Um, this is something that I would put on my wish list and wait to see if it goes on sale. Um, it's a low priority for me. It's not something that I feel compelled to buy right now and just play. Um, but I, I would give it a chance in the future if it goes on sale. I'll put it on my wish list because why not? It's something different. I'll go for that. Oh, right. Be something completely different. <laughs> Variable Barricade. Oh my god. This game is $50. Yes, it is. So this is, like, I'm just going to say it right now. This is the most expensive game on our list today. And I don't see what for. Like, I mean... It's like what? It's like a it's a dating simulator, really. That's what I wrote down. Dating simulator or simulator question mark sounds like ABC's The Bachelor. So here's the main story of this game. A member of a prestigious family and an heir to a fortune, Hibari probably learns that her eccentric grandfather is determined to find her a husband at 17 years old. Oh boy. Again, she is the heir to the family fortune. So that's like, if you're like, oh my God, she's just 17. You got to understand, heir to the fortune. We need to protect the fortune. People with money do strange things. He arranges a house to house her in a luxurious villa, along with four handsome hand-picked bachelors and her private butler. As their suitors try to win her high hand by any means, Ibari endures endless everyday trials of temptations. Has her grandpa chosen poorly? Or could there be more to these fellows than first meets the eye? Through all of this, Hibari has two important goals. Frighten off each of these marriage candidates and absolutely refuse to fall in love. You know what? Based on that description and what I know about the KFC dating simulator, I would pick KFC. Hey, KFC is free. This one... <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh. I do appreciate the art of this game. It does remind me a lot of like Beautiful Joe, that anime with the heavy stylized and the contrast in the shadows. The artwork is beautiful. Like I will give this game that. And if that is why they have set this price at $50, I might be able to understand it. I would not pay $50 for this game, but I wouldn't be as outraged. Like if somebody told me, well, it's because of the art style, it costs more, I would understand. And I'd be like, okay, I still would not pay $50 for this game. It does look like, like there's actual gameplay elements. It's just not just talking. I do see a screenshot of what looks like a suitor trying to knock down a barrier to the Hibari queen chess piece. Okay, so it has a little bit more than strict dating sim. So that could also be for that, like, why they have the extra cost. Um, because as you know, dating sims, you really just click through them, um, selecting your choices. So that added gameplay could justify the cost as well. But I'm still not interested. Specifically, like, one, I'm outraged at the price. But two, I am mostly not interested in this game because it is too much like real life for me. And by that I mean, if my family was given the option to do something like this to me, they would. So what you're saying is, if this was like real life, and you woke up one day to find yourself in a giant house in some isolated part of land, with like four other random people, ten years ago, you'd be freaking out. Yes. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I only included this because this was unique. I didn't find anything on this game, and it was ridiculously fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. <laughs> that uh, when I saw that, I was just like, "Did he pick this game because it's so ridiculously expensive, and he knows I'm gonna bitch about the price?" <laughs> so I know a lot of you were like, "Why are you complaining about the price?" A lot of games cost that amount. I do not buy video games that are this much. The last game that I bought that that cost that much was Animal Crossing. Like I just can't justify the price for just anything. But hey. If you do, if you're interested in like the uh, romantic dating sim anime style stuff, go for it. Definitely. I don't know. I haven't played enough of the anime dating sims to figure out which one's good and which one's bad. If you like it, tweet us and let us know why you like it. If you bought it, tweet us and let us know why you bought it. Help us to understand. We don't understand the anime. Hmm. Never mind. <laughs> boobs go boom moving on to our next game this is our second to last game that we have for you today this game is called clousy 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 there's a u yeah, clousy um it is 15 dollars. it is rated e and i know that the name doesn't really give too much away but <laughs> The premise of this game is running a cloud daycare. Yes, you heard me correctly. A cloud daycare. Yeah. So you you may know the clouds to be the usual majestically sailing through the sky without a care in the world. But in this world, things are a little bit different, and these clouds need a whole lot of love. Oh my gosh. It just, it sounds so ridiculous, but the graphics are cute and it sounds relaxing. I would actually give this game a try. Yeah. This would be interesting, like a nice cool down to relax game. Because it doesn't even look that uh, difficult or. No, I mean, it, it really looks like a pretty interesting, like, like, like you said, a relaxing like, you're trying to take things slow. It's like, I just need to do something and veg out for a little bit. It seems like a game like that. It is yeah, rated E for everyone. Animal Crossing. I don't know about that, but... Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the clouds can't really barge into my house without knocking, right? Yeah, totally. But I, I would give this one a go. Um, not for $15, unless it was gifted to me. Um, but I did rank it as medium interest just because I want to know, like, how do you run a cloud daycare? Like, what does that entail? Yeah. And also, I'm curious, like, are you this little cat on the screen or are you someone else? And this is just your little companion. That is like a really big question, because at first I thought the cat was the one like I was like, oh, it's this game about this cat. And then I read it and I was like, oh, it's about clouds. What the heck? Yeah, you're you just run a daycare for clouds. And that seems interesting because why not? I mean, I love clouds. So it's like they had me halfway sold just based on that. All right. I think we have said enough for Cloud Z. Which brings us to our final game of this episode. And it's the most ridiculous one because it's a remake from a 94 game. So this game is called Chex Quest HD. And as Chase just said, it is a remake of a 90s era game of the same name, obviously minus the HD part. It is a first person shooter. It is rated T for teen. It is $4.99. And you know what else it is? A total conversion of Doom. Oh yeah. What happens when Kellogg's like, you know what, let's take the hit doom system software game and just be like what if he was a serial you know so like literally checks quest like checks the serial yeah checks quest checks mix checks serial like when you hear that that is what we are talking about 100 percent but and this you know what? Go ahead. and sure they say it's like it's hd version but honestly it's like screenshots they still kind of remind me of that. Yeah, this was yeah. definitely a 1996 Doom game. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
I looked at that and I was like, oh, I like these graphics. And I mean, if you take a look at what I play and replay and replay and replay every single year, you would understand why I look at those graphics and I'm like, yeah, I like that. This game, when it was originally released, I believe the target audience was six through nine. Again, target audience was anyone who bought Chex Mix that day. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Like, they, they wanted, um, like, the average Chex Mix, er, Chex Mix eater, Chex cereal, whatever. They wanted that audience, but the fact that they gave it these cutesy graphics and it was Doom, but for kids, appropriately. Wait. Do you think this game came into ba- like one of the boxes of cereals? I did not read that. I am not sure. I did not like. I I didn't look that far into it. I remember certain cereal boxes had like the disc in like a plastic case with the cereal inside of it. Um, I bet this could have been one of those. It was a cereal promotion. Yeah, that's totally it. So I would not be surprised if it did come in the box. I personally do not have any memory of CD ROMs in cereal boxes but i wouldn't put it past them because yeah they're like hey you bought a box of cereal so have a free game have a free game you can play with your friends and may it inspire you to buy more checks mix now cereal games just have like download codes on them (laughs) i miss getting those spoons color changing spoons oh god imagine like a modern day where you get like one of those like nintendo switch cartridges and with your cereal box and you accidentally eat it (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. You won't get very far. If you didn't know before, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but the Nintendo Switch cartridges are actually coated with an anti-lick, anti-eat spray solution. I don't know what to call it. Either way, if you put this in your mouth, it is going to taste awful. And the whole yeah, reason is because they're... I mean, they're they're tiny. They want to keep children from eating them. Um, you put it in your mouth, and it's like, Bleh, and you just like a baby. They're gonna spit it out. Toddler, they're gonna spit it out. Um, the whole point is, this is tiny. Keep it away from children. Don't let them eat it. And that might just be what it's worth. I, don't know. I regarding Usually, this game, I'm gonna pass. I would consider it just because I've never played Doom, and I kind of liked the graphics, um, but it is a very low-interest game for me. It would have to be a whole lot cheaper than four ninety nine. Like, I want it for free, because it was originally released for free. It doesn't have to be just for free. I just want to be like, alright, who else bought this game? Because I don't want to play this alone. I mean, that's fair, too. Like, But I, I wouldn't pay $5 for it. I would maybe $2 at the most. If I found three people who are on my friends list and who bought this game, I might consider buying this game on sale. Yeah, maybe. But other than that, that was it for our coverage of a bunch of random games on the eShop. Some of them trash, some of them not. Okay, most of them are not trash. No, this time we actually got some good ones. Sure, there's a couple of questionable ones and one that definitely deserved to be being delisted. <laughs> Click, click. But overall, this was actually a pretty decent one, because I actually bought two of these games on this list already. And enjoyed them. And there's a few more I might put on my uh, wish list. So that's what this series is really all about, just exploring the eShop and just digging through the trash just to find what's interesting. <laughs> digging through the trash. We are virtual dumpster diving. The Nintendo Switch eShop is the Wild West for this exact reason, anything goes. Yep. Even Triple A Clock has like five separate listings on the Switch. Oh my god, not the freaking clock. And there's always going to be someone willing or someone crazy enough to charge a lot of money for a very cheaply made game. So cheap. Like, just recently there was this one that was like a... It looked like a Street Fighter clone with like some really bad graphics and assets used. I'm just huh. like, this probably cost you 10 cents to make and you're charging $9 for it. They do be doing the most, don't they? Yeah. But until next time, this was Chase with the PlayCube Gamecast. And Mushy. And you can find us on all the social medias, mostly Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, somewhere else, somewhere, time, sometime, whenever. But until next time, I'll see you later. I might see you later. Who knows? And next time, 
we'll be talking about Ocarina of Time. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited! Hint, that's one of the games that I replay every year. And this is one of the games where I'm like, oh hey, it's on this system now, let's play it again. But catch us on the next episode to hear more about that. Bye! Bye!